Welcome to the Daily Bolster. Each day we welcome transformational executives to share their real-world experiences and practical advice about scaling yourself, your team, and your business. Welcome to the Daily Bolster. I'm Matt Blumberg, co-founder and CEO of Bolster. I am here today with my friend Dan Shapiro. Dan is the founder and CEO of Glowforge, which is one of the coolest companies uh, that I have run across in the last many years. Um, Dan, it's great to have you on the Daily Bolster. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. Yeah, uh, so first, hey, tell everyone real quickly, what is Glowforge? What's your problem? Yeah, we make the flagship Glowforge 3D laser printer that makes it possible to make amazing things like this mouse pad with the city of Seattle on it or uh, uh, watches, um, uh, signage, uh, you name it, um, out of wood, plastic, cardboard, fabric, even chocolate. Even chocolate. I love that. So it's, so I had to, I will explain this to people because I had to, it took me a minute to get my head around this. It's not 3D printing, which is additive. It's 3D laser, which is subtractive, but it start, it's physical material. Exactly. You can put a sheet of almost anything in there and it will sculpt the surface. It'll cut it. It'll engrave it. It'll carve it away to produce almost anything you can imagine. And it's one of the most rewarding businesses I've ever been a part of because we're empowering people to create real things, including businesses in their own world. Amazing. I will have you back on another time to talk more about that and why it's great to empower makers. Um, but uh, today you have a question. Yeah. Uh, we uh, started Glowforge, my co-founder and I, about eight years ago. Now, this is startup number four for me. Longest lived one prior was about four and a half years. And this is wild uncharted territory. But Matt, you led a company for two decades. Your time at Return Path stretched this amazing arc. I would love to know about the inflection points along the way. And I'm not talking about like, we got funded, we launched a product. But a 20-year-old startup, that's really different from new and shiny. I'd love to hear a little bit about how that evolved over time and how as a, a startup seasons, it's it's a different beast than uh, than one that's even just a few years old. It's a totally different beast. And you know, as I always say to people, I had the same business card for 20 years, but I had about 10 jobs along the way. Uh, you know, the CEO of Return Path at day one was completely different than the CEO of Return Path at, at uh, uh, year 20. Um, and you know, it's interesting. I guess what I would start with is um, I think there's one thing that didn't change, uh, which is which to me was very important, which was the company's values and culture. Uh, I'm sure those things evolved, or the embodiments of those things evolved a little bit as the company got bigger, as we got global, as you know, uh, as time marched on and the norms in the world around us marched on. Um, but I feel pretty strongly that the the values and culture of the company did not. Uh, change very much over the years. And I think that's a pretty important thing. To me, that's so foundational to uh, the DNA of an organization. Um, usually the culture and values are kind of DNA of the founder as well. So it's kind of hard to change. Um, but that's one thing where I, I never felt like there was a lot of inflection point. Um, you know, as you said, there were, there, were, um, there were some sharp inflection points, right? A financing, an M&A opportunity, uh, et cetera. But um, as I was thinking about your question, the, the hardest thing about running a company for 20 years was actually that a lot of times there weren't inflection points, but things needed to change anyway. So when you have a heart attack, you go to the hospital. Um, when you're not feeling well in your tummy, <laughs> you might not go to the hospital, um, but you might need something. And uh, you know, if I think about the, the arc of the 20 years, 
probably the hardest thing we ran into and sort of the biggest pivot point was sort of was was a was a non pivot point which was that very slowly over the course of time our product market fit changed and it didn't change because like one day a competitor came in and changed the landscape or one day there was some change to uh, you know email technology or email protocols that changed the business it's just that very slowly our product market fit kind of eroded and I'm, I mean slowly, like over the course of five years, six, seven years. So one of the things um, that, uh, that was really challenging about the 20 year journey was you have to be a student of plate tectonics and plate tectonics is really hard because they don't move much. Um, but being able to see when the plate moves an inch or two inches or three inches that actually there's like a volcano that's about to erupt somewhere under the ocean um, is, is important. And, and I'm not sure it's a skill that's really easy to, to acquire or learn. Um, uh, so that was one, one thing that kind of stands out when I think about your question. I think another one was, um, was learning how to, uh, learning how to operate at scale, um, or at different levels of scale. And same thing, like we didn't go, there are companies that go from 10 employees to a thousand employees overnight, right? One in 10,000 companies, they, they have lightning in a bottle and you don't have a choice. Like you must scale in a hurry and you got to scramble and figure out how to do that. Um, but for most mortal companies, um, you know, you're going from 10 employees to 20 to 50 to 100 to 200. And there's, you know, there's and then maybe back down to 150, maybe back down to 100 and then back up to 10, I've done that too. Um, and there isn't necessarily a big inflection point of like, oh, now everything must be different tomorrow. Um, but at, at the same point, um, you have to recognize when, um, you know, when there's been enough of an accumulation of change or there's a pending accumulation of change that causes you to need to sort of reset your operating system. And there, there, there was a moment where I had like an aha around that at return path. And I was somewhere halfway through ish, you know, uh, seven to 10 years in uh, where I realized that my job had become much more about leading leaders than leading everybody um, and managing managers. And, and in particular about training leaders and I, you know, I think I, I had a wonderful, wonderful head of HR. I had several wonderful heads of HR, but my, my first kind of scaled, phenomenal head of HR, um, this woman, Angela, uh, and I realized that at some point our job was about training leaders. And, and we spent, you know, months architecting a leadership development program. And um, I, it was to this day, one of the favorite activities that I undertook at Return Path was not only building that program, but then delivering it and delivering it over and over and over again, every quarter, new modules, new leaders. Um, and to me, that's one of the most important things a scaled CEO can do is sort of um, not just train leaders, but, but sort of stamp them with the mold of the company and the culture and the values of the company. And that's very, as I recall, that's one of Andy Grove's greatest like uh, takeaways right. from his book yeah. was like, you, you grow up to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, and I loved doing that. That was really a lot of fun. I mean, look, it's fun now being uh, running a small company again and being more of an individual contributor again and, and you know, sort of driving growth at the micro level. But, um, but uh, you know, if I, if I really think back over the arc of the 20 years, that's one of the best things that we did was, was train leaders. And look, that company has produced, you know, over a dozen CEOs uh, that were people on our team at different points that what are a legacy. running their own companies, which is, um, which is great to see. So, um, I'm not sure if I exactly answered your question, but when I think about the 20-year journey, those are a couple of things that stand out. That's incredible, Matt. Thank you. Dan, thank you for being on The Daily Bolster. I would love to have you back to tell us more about Makers and Glowforge.
You bet. Looking forward to it. This podcast is brought to you by Bolster, the new way to find the right executives. We supercharge startup growth by matching CEOs with transformational executives, mentors, and board members without the hassle of traditional talent sourcing. Start searching for free at bolster.com.